0: Hello everyone and uh, welcome to the LSC. I'm Denisa Kostovichova. I'm a lecturer in government department and a research fellow at uh, LSC Global Governance. Uh, it is my great pleasure to introduce tonight's uh, debate uh, with a uh, distinguished panel from Serbia. Uh, this is, uh, I would say, yet another one uh, event that we are doing in collaboration, we as uh, LSC Global Governance. Uh, with LISI, LSE Research in Southeastern Europe, and we would uh, uh, particularly like to acknowledge uh, the assistance of the Czech Embassy here in London and the non-profit organization Diablo 2000, uh, which is based in Prague, which have made this uh, event possible. Tonight, we'll be reflecting on uh, 10 years uh, uh, after uh, Milosevic's rule and the transformation that Serbia has undergone in this period. (coughs) And of course, it is not just 10 years after, but also after yesterday's publication of the progress report of the European Union. It is really worth uh, to take stock uh, of the changes that have taken place but also to address uh, uh, the challenges that lie ahead. Uh, Commissioner Fuller, just before uh, this report was published, he said that Serbia's place is in the EU. But he also said the door is open, but not unconditional. He added that we look at Serbia as a key country for the reconciliation and positive regional cooperation in Western Balkans. And I think this statement really encapsulates this position of Serbia. Yes, a lot of progress has been made, but actually as the progress is acknowledged, uh, so are uh, uh, sort of the, you have sort of the idea of what the challenges are ahead on this road. So we're very, very delighted to be able to welcome distinguished speakers from Serbia. And actually to have such a wonderful mix on the, of, uh, on the panel because on the panel, uh, we have representatives of the Serbian government, mm-hmm. of the people who are in the driving seat and who are carrying these reforms forward, but also the representatives of the civil society. who are also critical in providing an input and shaping the direction uh, of the country and where it's going. Therefore, uh, it's my great pleasure to welcome Dr. Zoran Vjetec, who is State Secretary of Defense, which sort of in English translates sort of the, sort of They're trying. James and I were trying to find the best English translation for the title, so that and able would read uh, Deputy uh, Minister of Defense. Uh, Mr. Zoran uh, Buic, who is uh, Assistant Minister of Foreign Affairs. Ms. Sonja Stojanović. Sonja is the director of Belgrade Center for Security Policy, and Mr. (coughs) Bojan Berkic, who is deputy editor-in-chief of the news programs of Radio Television Serbia, which is the public broadcaster in Serbia. Uh, So uh, given uh, 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 such a distinguished panel, we decided that what we will do tonight, we'll uh, run this as a dialogue. And what I'll do is just start Uh, by asking uh, each speaker a question, so they will sort of throw the ideas at us and after we've done kind of a tour of the table, uh, we'll actually open the questions uh, uh, to the audience. So maybe, uh, Zoran, if you don't want, uh, uh, I start uh, with you and I'll ask you to uh, I would be really interested to hear from you how do you see the security threats that Serbia is, changing, uh, is facing nowadays. And how is this perception and understanding of what a security threat is, how has that changed over these 10 years? And also, how ready is Serbia to address those threats? Yeah, yeah.
1: Thank you. Really, it's very good evening for, for all the time. I'm a deputy minister, one of the deputy minister, because the Ministry of Defense have five of responsible for different areas. Uh, and thank you for questions it's really a very good question but uh, before that I want to say a few words what really happened in the last decade when Milosevic regime collapsed and when the new government established uh, uh, at that time a new democratic government uh, really they, they at that time 2000 uh, they faced with a, with a huge problem in the economy and the politics and, uh, and the security and then in the other countries in Eastern Europe uh, at that time they took decision to Stabilize security environment, and uh, first of all, to put under the democratic and civil control uh, hard security capacities. Serbia at the time, in the first place, military, Ministry of Interior, security agencies, and anything which could be threat to the to the government. Um, because of that, they adopt very very, very 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 within one year uh, law concerned to the security agencies. We start with the organization reform process. Uh, looking to define the strategic documents, which which uh, uh, you heard that should to should to uh, define new security environment. Uh, what is the threats to Serbia? What, what what is something which we uh, have to take in consideration in developing security and defense system. Uh, but, at that time, it was a mission impossible. I want to remind you that we were the part of the Yugoslavia and after that the part of the state union, Serbia and montenegro. It's something between federation confederation. No one knows what what does it mean but at the end uh, we 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 defined uh, the first strategic document security strategy, and later on we adopted that after that defense strategy where we completely open said that we didn't recognize any neighbor countries as a threat, which was the case in previous strategic documents. We define new, new threats and risks uh, from the economy, uh, let's say, uh, risk, uh, sociology risk, uh, organized crime, corruption, uh, disaster, man-made, or uh, let's say natural disaster, and concern to that, develop the entire uh, system within, within the security area. Of course, uh, 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 the, the main and the current of that is, uh, is the military and uh, and defense defense system. And uh, in 2006, we became a member of the Partnership for Peace. Immediately, uh, according to our decision and proposal, we established defense reform group, the security reform group, together with NATO. And we start to work closely with the uh, 16 different clusters, which provide. Uh, all security area from the security services agencies to to the let's say civil emergency planning and uh, uh, during that time uh, uh, all our uh, let's say security intelligence services we were under the umbrella of the politicians, under the democratic civilian control. Uh, it was, of course, adop- adopted by the, some kind of deregulation at that time, but implementation was a problem during during that period. And because of that, we adopt new law last year. So now, according to all democratic standards, we have control of the security sector in the Republic of, of Serbia. Uh, of course, together with the, with the democratic control, we, we, we really seriously go in the re- reorganization process, and now we are very close to the professional army uh, and uh, to try to define the future of the military. What is the role of the military? Uh, uh, secondly, we, we, we really are really on the beginning of process of the reform process and try to define new system of values for the military, not only for the military, for other security forces and tried to solve many social issues because of economic crisis, which, which completely occupied Serbia. And I uh, just want to say, let's say, one, not, not many centers concerning to that, that we have, in the Ministry of Defense, we have a lot of problems with the social issues because of huge number of retired officers, which we drove from Slovenia, Macedonia, Bosnia, and other ex-Yugoslav countries. You know, And now, from time to time, I ask myself, Mm-hmm. Um, am I working in social institutions or, let's say, the Ministry of Defense? Of course, we faced with it and, uh, of course, that, that the completely different security situation and that now we are not the consumer of security and we are ready to mm-hmm. be a part, not only in the regional cooperation. We have the 15, uh, let's say, defense uh, agreements with different countries, in all neighbor countries. We have very tight cooperation in the defense area. Uh, and we expect that next month we will sign the Defense Agreement with Albania. So we covered all area, and we have the gathering exercise, we changed the, the, the different experience, and we are ready to be a part of international community in the peacekeeping operation. I stop here, because there is no problem to speak 45 minutes, and it is much better for the audience to ask the questions, and we try to ask.
0: Thank you. Okay, uh, do you mind actually now turn to, to Sonia because you address um, uh, institutional change and also looking outward to international uh, cooperation. Maybe Sonia, you would be really well placed to comment on a regional aspect of security uh, cooperation and ch- you know challenges in that context, given uh, the
2: specific uh, uh, history of the region. Thanks for the question. Um. For those of you who study security uh, studies, uh, I hope you you would like what I'm going to say. For others, I hope you won't be offended for using the theoretical concepts. But I think they best describe uh, what's going on. So we could say that in the region, we now have a security regime. Or in other words, it means nobody expects armed conflict, uh, especially not an interstate armed conflict. But there is still mm-hmm. a great um, lack of trust or a great amount of distrust to partners. Uh, if I were to pick three key uh, uh, angles in the region, I would say it would be Serbia, Croatia, and Albania. I think the, the, the two hot issues of the region, Bosnia and Kosovo, are just, the in, in a way, a playground for these three uh, actors. Uh, and uh, that's why I think uh, if the region is to move forward and I hear my government plans to complete uh, institutional arrangements with the uh, third part of triangle, uh, Serbia needs to enhance the cooperation with Albania. And I have, Mr. Bojc can tell more, but I know that our president uh, plans the first uh, visit to Albania after decades or first ever and then the uh, institutional arrangements are going to uh, consolidate. What we witness now is that more or less bilateral cooperation is sorted uh, except for for the issue of uh, Kosovo in Serbia and we are in a new generation of institutional arrangements where more and more multilateral arrangements come into play Uh, and I would say that Uh, regional cooperation is no longer perceived as externally imposed. And this is uh, for two reasons. Uh, First reason is that there is domestic demand, especially for security cooperation, especially in relation to justice and home affairs. Um, And even, so to say, regional skeptics as Croats are Uh, who don't like uh, regional fora, especially those that resemble the former Yugoslavia, when they face problems as it was the assassination of uh, Pukanić, they're very willing to cooperate uh, with Serbia, for example, and exchange operational data, police data, or what we we have seen recently uh, signing the agreement on extradition of persons which is really a trust in judiciary of the un- uh, recently other. Uh, we have seen Serbia sign a similar agreement with Montenegro recently. So we have more and more of this, so to say, uh, arrangements that resemble the EU kind of game. Uh, besides the extradition agreement, we have police cooperation convention, which is copy-paste Schengen. Uh, it's in the early stage and Croatia has not yet joined it, but hopefully after their elections, they'll be able to join it. Uh, but it really assumes ways of cooperation which were unimaginable before, like hot mm-hmm. pursuits across the border. So imagine, I don't know, Bosnian police coming into Serbia and pursue a uh, criminal exchange of data, access to data, and so on. Uh, of course, it's not easy. Uh, there is uh, more of cooperation between those that our member of the audience here would call Yugoslavs that share the language than those <laughs> that uh, they that do not share the language and a common history. But that's why I think uh, getting involving Albania more in cooperation uh, with the Yugosphere is necessary to stabilize uh, the region. But after this optimistic. Uh, portrait i want to say that all the interstate conflict is not uh feasible uh i would say that there could be a spillover internal spillovers of conflicts meaning uh not necessarily armed conflict but troubles and tensions reflecting to domestic politics of each of the countries Um, we have seen uh such situation recently in Be- belgrade with a um, pride parade where those who were attacking police who was protecting uh as you should say a handful of us uh, in a pride parade were not only protesting against the uh, gay community but were protest- protesting against the, the vision of serbia as a european tolerant uh but also they were losers of transition. Young people, losers of transition. They see themselves as uh, losers, and then that trigger to that, uh, that associate to that all kinds of issues. So anti-gay, uh, you know, betrayal by our president, by uh, the UN Council resolution, uh, and so <coughs> on, and so on. These kind of spillovers uh, could happen, I don't think that they are unmanageable, but they are are still, uh, what to say, a hot pressure on elites. And I think the best results are achieved when the local leaders uh, take proactive stands, as we have witnessed by President Dadic and President Yusifovic recently did visit to Vukovar. Then if these issues are kind of Um, um, mediated and imposed from outside.
0: Okay, uh, thank you, Sonia. I'm sure you've raised uh, quite a few points here that will be followed up by questions, but maybe I'll uh, turn to to Zoran Pujic now, and actually I'll pick up on one point that you have mentioned and that is an interesting dynamic that you know in that saying that these reform processes are no longer externally imposed. So maybe I would ask Zoran to comment on Serbia's uh, foreign policy priorities, from the perspective, obviously, of you know to maybe contextualize the the, the processes of uh, uh, European integration, but also yeah. like to ask you to 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 reflect. More broadly, at where Serbia sees it in, s- in this new sort of global constellation of power. Here at LSE, we have lots of discussions about the power shift and power moving to the east. Of course, uh, there is a China emerging as a player. There is the issue of of, of Russia. So basically, just to put those priorities, foreign priorities, uh, to illuminate those foreign priorities for us. Thank
3: you. Thank you. <coughs> you can change the name of the state the ideology that you have but you cannot change one thing that's your geographic position so we are surrounded by countries who are already or will be uh, soon members of NATO or EU your EU okay. right now? ok ok so ok so Okay. Uh, so you cannot change one thing, you cannot change your <coughs> geographic position. So that's something that really marks your constellation of power inside the country or outside. Uh, Serbia's main goal uh, is to become a member of EU as soon as possible. So uh, and we are not doing it because somebody asked for it or somebody pushed for it. We are doing it for, for ourselves, for the future generations. Uh, the intention of, in our opinion, the intention of our government or, or any government I- or duty of, is to provide the prosperity of, for the nation. And you cannot do it if you're not contributing with all aspects with influence in your daily life. But the most important is uh, security. I can talk about security because I'm in charge within the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of security policies. So uh, uh, that's why Serbia uh, took some very, very important step forward regarding cooperation with NATO in all levels, military-technical cooperation, uh, excellent cooper- uh, <coughs> joint work, I can say, among uh, Serbia's Serbian forces and KFOR, but also we started a very interesting process with the uh, 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 EU regarding security issues. Uh, we finished, uh, and probably will sign, maybe two, maybe all three documents that I will mention. The uh, agreement uh, for exchange of uh, classified data with the EU, also the framework uh, uh, agreement for Serbia's participation within the ESDP missions, and also technical arrangement for implementation of the first agreement I mentioned. Uh, That will allow us to become uh, definitely not uh, uh, object, but subject of international security. When you are, as I mentioned, with the government have as a main goal to provide prosperity, then we have to first of all to take care about the security internal in our country that we've done a lot during the last 10 years. First of all, uh, having in mind uh, uh, the internal fight against organized crime on all levels, then we are also providing and helping our neighbors to fight against uh, that evil second is that service government is very dedicated to pro, uh, to reinforce and uh, make it s- more stable and safe the whole region of, uh, of the Balkans, s- Southeastern Europe or Western Balkans, whatever name you want to like you would like to use. So with the cooperation as uh, uh, Mr. Jevtich mentioned, with the neighboring countries signing certain uh, documents of uh, co- cooperation within Minister of defense, Ministry of Interiors, Ministry of Justice etc etc and also t- uh, uh, signing a, a, a list of documents uh, with the EU the third one, the third level is to to be able as a state to help our allies and friends to spare security and democracy uh, all over the world, so that's the next step that, and we are working very hard for it preparing the system for next step uh, our intention is not to prove to our friends and allies in Europe or, or the globe but to, to prove first of all to our citizens that Serbia is First of all, predictable country, democratic country, and its reliable partner, that the neighbors and all the countries from all, all of Europe could lame of us. At the same time, we are building not only relations with EU uh, or EU countries, but also with the Russian Federation, uh, United States of America, or uh, China, and looking forward for new new relations all over the globe after 20 years, um, first 10 years, um, during the the, the 90s, when uh, not only Serbia but the whole region pay a terrible price of mistakes, not only made by a local politician, but also committed by the international community, uh, all nations are working for the same goal, being members of EU, a majority of the countries in the region are working for being members of NATO. I will not... uh, my word for, for our just questions. There. Yeah.
0: OK, well, thank Thanks. you very much. And maybe just in this round of opening remarks, actually, uh, we conclude with uh, Bohenberg, which was actually really well positioned to uh, give us the pulse of the ordinary people. I mean, yes, the government is saying we want to create a predictable state, a reliable mm. partner in this uh, uh, various fora <coughs> of international cooperation. Mm-hmm. But maybe, Boyan, it would be really interesting to hear uh, from you, how does that go down with an ordinary person in Serbia?
4: Uh, first to say that uh, it's a great pleasure for me to be here with you uh, tonight. And uh, as for your uh, question, uh, we've uh, come a long way since uh, since 2000. We picked up on the enormous energy that the Serbian people have uh, shown uh, in in toppling uh, the uh, the dictatorship and uh, opting for a better future and the role of the media uh, I think and for all of us who were in the media sin, uh, uh, since then was to first uh, face the people of, of Serbia with their most recent past and I think that uh, media in Serbia, uh, mainstream media have done a pretty good job because uh, we have shown uh, images of the war, we have shown uh, the uh, details of atrocities and. Uh, right now I think uh, there, w- there will be stubborn people in Serbia who will, uh, uh, who will dispute uh, some of the atrocities. Uh, but mainly for political reasons or just because they want to spite everyone. But you will rarely find a person in Serbia who, uh, uh, who has a doubt in his or her mind uh, that uh, our nation has done uh, some nasty mm-hmm. things around the region in our uh, very recent past the end of the last century largely that is uh, the uh, uh, th- that's the work of the media uh, apart from that we have uh, shown the people to the people and tried to show to the people uh, what are the prospects for the future and that's the job that we're still uh, doing and uh, uh, not without uh, uh, results. Those res- results could of course be uh, better, they can always be better, but I have recently uh, stumbled across, or not really stumbled, uh, our uh, public service now has uh, uh, very good research of, of <coughs> public opinion in Serbia and our audience and uh, we review audience shares both in our internal research unit and we also outsource We have some uh, pollsters that are working for us. And uh, an opinion poll shows that uh, if you ask people in Serbia uh, whether uh, whether Serbia should join the EU, uh, uh, at least 67% of them, or in some polls even more, uh, say that, uh, yes, we should. But what was even more interesting for me in in those polls uh, was uh, when those who said we shouldn't were asked uh, why shouldn't we? Uh, they gave a reply similar to on Marx, uh, saying, uh, uh, "Well, uh, you know, I won't be a member of a club that will have me as a member." Uh, uh, namely, they answered, uh, "We shouldn't join because we're not ready yet." And uh, that, for me, was very important, very, uh, uh, a very good sign that the people in Serbia have realized that they think much more maturely than we, uh, than we hoped, that they have absorbed the information about the, the integration process that we have been trying to convey to them over series and series of specialized programs about uh, the accession processes, uh, that they have realized that the membership in the EU is not a goal per se, uh, that the biggest treasure for them is not, uh, in a way, Inside the EU, but on the way towards the EU membership, where we get to reform the country and do all the reforms, uh, the programs that the, uh, that have the highest audience share in Serbia are programs that concern uh, all kinds of resp- reform, especially reform in the uh, in the uh, uh, areas of uh, of uh, econ economy, uh, judiciary and security in the sense of fighting organized crime. So these things show you uh, what are the main concerns of the Serbian people, to have a secure society, economic prosperity, and uh, to have sort of legal uh, stability where you know, you know what belongs to whom, uh, everyone's protected by, uh, by laws against other people and against the state and so on and so on and uh, that is also an encouraging uh, 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 data for us because and we tend to make more and more programs uh, about those topics um, so uh, i think there's uh, there's quite a positive uh, attitude in serbia uh, at the moment still very energetic although uh, one de- detrimental effect on the public opinion in serbia is uh, this fact that we are uh, we have been stopped for a while uh, I hope not anymore. Uh, at the very beginning of the of the of the road towards the EU, with the, uh, this demand to extradite uh, Ratko Mladic, which, to be clear, uh, majority of according to all the polls, majority of people in Serbia support the apprehension and surrender to the Hague of of Ratko Mladic, uh, because I see uh, I see that some of you are shaking their he- heads. Um, <laughs> Um I, uh... serbian people uh, differentiate two things uh... most of them say we should actually find that guy and send him to the Hague uh, regardless to what we feel about it some of us may disagree with the international community about his role in the recent past but, uh... whether we feel one way or the other uh, that is an obstacle, that is the situation where we are all held hostage, and we have to free uh, ourselves from that. So we, uh, um, uh, opinion polls will tell you, I don't have the exact figures in front of me, but I know for sure that opinion polls will tell you that majority of people think that this issue should be dealt with, um, and and, and uh, finished. But. I think that it would be, uh, for the opinion uh, polls, for the public opinion in Serbia, it would be uh, much more encouraging if we, uh, you know, not disregarded this demand. It is very important, you know, a country has undertaken an obligation and has to prove that it is reliable enough to deliver on the promises that it gave. It is crucial. But uh, if we also included uh, other issues that are more tangible for the people in their daily lives. We will not be able to do that unless we start the negotiation process until Serbia uh, becomes the candidate country, opens the negotiations, and we start going chapter by chapter, and then saying uh, uh, apart, in addition to apprehending that commodity, you also have to tell us who owns what land, uh, where can we build, uh, what, uh, what is, you know, the status of the property, confiscated after the Second World War. Uh, uh, And all the other things uh, that uh, people actually uh, can feel in their daily, improving in their uh, daily lives. Uh, So uh, I think that the energy would even uh, be boosted by by the beginning of the negotiations. Government would probably have a bit more of a difficult job, because they would then have very concrete tasks that they have to deliver on. now, uh, why, should the, uh, why should Europe uh, actually do that? Uh, why, uh, wh- what's in it for Europe in this whole prosperity in, in, in Serbia? Um, it seems to me, and this is the, uh, the impression that I've got through the work of my reporters and my journalistic work, it seems to me that Serbia can be the main obstacle in the region for uh, organized crime. <coughs> Uh, for for the criminals because you see uh, Balkans is as you uh, probably are w- well aware of uh, the last remaining land road uh, through which uh, things are smuggled into Europe drugs, weapons, uh, human trafficking and in Serbia you have the institutions that are skilled uh, 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 to curb that crime and I have stumbled uh, in my journalistic work, and those of my colleagues. I may have I have stumbled uh, on the evidence of corruption uh, of our officials and politicians. I have stumbled on uh, evidence of uh, even economic and uh, and financial crime, but not only evidence that there are hu- uh, huge organized criminals inside the state. Uh, institutions and that our poli- mainstream politicians, I don't know about maybe some locals somewhere, but our main politicians are not cooperating with organized crime. On the contrary, I feel there is a will to fight organized uh, crime uh, and um, but there is uh, there are no tools, reliable tools institutions are skilled but weak, under uh, funded, under equipped Uh, Judiciary is not completely reformed as we have uh, been able to see in the progress report of the European Commission yesterday. Uh, So if Europe uh, assisted Serbia, uh, I think in those uh, areas, I think Serbia could be uh, like a river dam on that road through the Balkans. And that would be the benefit uh, to answer the question on the door over there. How could Serbia bear, uh, how could Serbia contribute to the stability of region and security of Europe? I think that is uh, that, that's the main, main, main way.
0: Okay, thank you very much. I think we, uh, we have lots of uh, possible uh, avenues for uh, uh, further questioning and pressing for evidence for particular points made. And I'm sure the audience will take advantage of that. So uh, we'll now uh, open up the panel for questions. Uh, and I would like to kindly ask you to introduce yourself and tell you, tell us where you are from, your affiliation, before you ask uh, the question. And also, if you have a particular uh, panelist in mind, please uh, tell us. Some. OK, we have the first question there. Sorry.
5: Uh, I, I'll say that there because uh, there's yeah, I'm, I'm Zoran Payej. I teach international law across the square at uh, King's College in the Department of Law Studies. This uh, day was panel indeed, and uh, I was reluctant to, um, to uh, raise the question because... Um, I'm going to be third <laughs> It's organized group. according to the Ministry of Interior Criteria, so... <laughs> so it, it see as some sort of conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, thank you very much for your introductions. And I, I think that uh, you've touched upon the range of issues. Of uh, and let me go back to the question probably defined by Vanessa about uh, you know how Serbia can contribute in civilizing Western Balkans I think looking from here, looking from this part of the world uh, there's a problem of perception of Serbia there's a problem of credibility of, of your country in fact in undertaking such a huge task of uh, uh, being uh, some sort of a contribution to the stabilization of Western Balkans. The way I see it, uh, or seeing see it from here, there are two <laughs> levels of Serbia. One around uh, President Hadid, which is obviously uh, European-oriented uh, democracy committed, and very much committed uh, for re- reconciliation process in the region, and coexistence. Uh, at the same time, uh, there is another Serbia, to my mind, and I think, uh, Sonja, you uh, indicated that. There is another Serbia which is which even looks a little bit stronger than the first one. Uh, Serbia, uh, which still lives in its own isolation, in its provincial mind, if you want. Serbia, still glorifying Manic, uh, still vilifying everybody and anybody else in the region, including Belta Shakaric. Uh, Serbia, which I think is in some sort of dispute with itself. With it. So, coming back to the end of, of and I would try to rephrase the, the question in the following way. How do you think uh, or what are the ways to build up the image of Serbia in order to uh, present itself as a serious and powerful actor in the
0: regional of the West. Thank you, Thank you very much.
1: Well, I, I give you just short not to answer it but with the comments. Of course I agree that the perception and credibility of Serbia that's a different perception is a different credibility but th- something changed, you know, because uh, maybe it's uh, just something which the, the leader of the strongest opposition party, Mr. Nikolic, Progressive Party, which which you know appeared from the Radical Party, and uh, on the anniversary few days ago, he he, he really had a very pro-European speech, and said that the the, the the goal of the of the uh, of the party is to follow the European integration. So now, according to that, including. Uh, Tadic, DS party and the SPS party, we have a uh, liberal democratic party, we have more than 80% uh, from the level of the party for European integration. For the first time in Serbia it happened uh, after that, that speech of, the, of, the, of the Nikolic. Uh, of course, Tadic uh, uh, did a great job uh, with, the, with the Srebrenica. First of all, they had the Sobrenica declaration, then he visited Sobrenica two times. And the initiative of President Tadic and President Josipović, gathering initiative which came from both sides uh, when they meet in Vukovar, uh, is uh, very important for the reconciliation of the region uh, and especially of the relations between Serbia uh, and Croatia. And uh, maybe for the first time in Serbia, no, for, I don't know for Croatia, the media uh, really uh, uh, really had very positive reaction. In, in, in all, uh, let's say, newspapers, on the TV, you can see just the positive comments concerned to that. Uh, I can say maybe more in the in the defense and security area, that we really were recognized uh, as, as uh, let's say, very strong partner in the region. Uh, with, with all countries, we really had very good relations in the defense and security area, defense in the first place and uh, it is the, the better part of the entire cooperation which is not which is important in my opinion for example in Tirana, Tirana in Albania was the biggest uh, simulation exercise 14 countries were involved in the world uh, and the simulation concerned to the reaction of the military case of disaster man-made and different scenarios were there and uh, uh, really we work uh, very, very hard and very tight with, with, uh, with our colleagues from, from Tirana and I hope that for, the, for two years we will host entire region in what we did a similar exercise. So, step by step, we, we really uh, uh, grow up our cooperation with our neighbors, and of course, it's, it's part of our uh, let's say PFP membership. It's our uh, idea that the, the, the regional cooperation is most important for uh, the future of Serbia.
2: I want to add. I, I, I answer your question on how we can build the image abroad, but maybe answer implied question on how two Serbias can come together. I agree with your analysis that there are two Serbias. Um, my mm, my impression is that there are three conditions for these two Serbias to talk to each other and not use violence against each other. One there must not be an external pressure. Anytime we have external pressure, something is perceived as imposed from outside, immediately one side loses legitimacy and the other one gets the voice up. We have seen that uh, quite a few times since the 2000. That does not mean that the hot issues like um, our relations and cooperation with the Kosovo authorities Uh, for example, should not be dealt with, but they should not be used as a condition or an obstacle, um, as Boyan said, uh, for moving forward in uh, enlargement process, accession to you, or other uh, processes internally. Because if it is perceived as a hot issue, and an issue put forward by external actors, then it maximize the strength of one side. If it is initiative of our president or our government, and not the only issue, you, you have uh, uh, both sides having equal uh, footing. Uh, that leads to second condition, and that is that uh, domestic agenda comes first. Meaning, provision of public goods. Uh, economy, security, everything citizens care about the most. It's not an easy task for uh, our government to deliver uh, within the current circumstances. But then when they start competing about who has the most more efficient uh, solution to economic crisis, it's a completely different type of the game. And there is no blaming and naming except for maybe for corruption, uh, which is a very useful uh, game to play, and the government by default loses, but I think our government has uh, a chance. The third thing is, let us be proud about something. Uh, if that is to be, uh, you know, uh, tennis players, or it is that uh, we moved forward in accession uh, process, or it is a major domestic reform, but anytime. Uh, Serbs feel humiliated and that has been for quite a lot of times Uh, recently you have the backfire and believe me uh, today in Serbia you have more losers of transitions than uh, winners maybe not by numbers but by perception Uh, whether it's generation of my parents who cannot find job because they are too old or whether it's generations younger than me that do not See uh, perspective for themselves. Uh, they they don't. They need something to be proud of. If they're not proud, they're angry and ready to use violence, especially the young people. So, uh, ideal su- s- uh, situation in a nutshell is let us play within our playground. And if there is some conditioning, don't put it to front news, but make it you know into technical issues or let us uh, deal with it in our own pace.
0: OK, I'll just ask if you would have, no, OK. So we'll, uh, we can move on to more questions. OK, so the lady there. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, you. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> thank you for the nice presentation. My
6: name is Viteka i Um, I'd like to raise a question which I think sort of was not directly addressed but was there in almost every presentation and that is the issue of Kosovo. And um, I agree with everything that has been said by the candidates and for everyone who sort of follows goes on in the region it's obvious that Serbia has advanced a lot in the last decade and has contributed a lot to how the region has changed and how that dynamics work within the region. But I would like to ask the panelists and um, sort of a different version of this question, which is to do with Kosovo, how can Serbia contribute to not further the establishment the Balkans with its policies towards Kosovo? Because let's face it, um, I agree that Serbia should move forward with the integration and so to all. We waiting for a solution for Kosovo. But a lot of issues in the region remain open. Macedonia, for instance. Macedonia and Albania are into Kosovo. Bosnia is also So always So there's always the Serbia and Serbius So a lot of issues sort of remain unresolved mm-hmm. below the surface. And a lot of it depends on Serbia's actual policy
3: it will take in Kosovo. So perhaps if any of the panelists would like to start what could the least destabilizing way of going around Kosovo? Absolutely, It's very simple. Uh, first
6: of all, we think <laughs> the only the <laughs> only
3: thing the only thing that really destabilized uh, the region last few years was UDI of Kosovo supported by so many countries. I will not enter why, the reasons, etc. Et uh, and the uh, governments manage on a very well wa- way not to be affected but by that destabilization. We maintain the calm, we manage the, that crisis on a very proper European way. The final uh, spot of that we could see few month, two months ago exactly when Serbia and EU presented together, delivered to the UN the proposal for resolution which was adopted by acclamation. And now we are about to start the dialogue between Belgrade and Pristina. how to solve so many things, I will not use word issue, open issue, whatever, status or no status, I will not use so many things that we have to to, to, to uh, solve with before the whole region step forward EU integration, final EU integration, integration membership. I don't know why you linked Macedonia and uh, Serbia. We know very well what is Macedonian problem. Um, Serbia is supporting Macedonia's efforts. We recognize Macedonia under their constitutional name since the beginning. Bosnia and Herzegovina, we are very supportive to Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, asking, supporting, uh, we think that there is uh, only option for Serbia and Croatia for the region to have one Bosnia and Herzegovina, not two, not three, not four. And everything that we've done in the past was dedicated to that goal. And uh, I mentioned today, in the last few days, also that, uh, for example, even that Serbia is not having in mind to to ask for MAP for for, uh, NATO, We think that MAP for Bosnia-Herzegovina will be be a major sign that NATO is really taking care of Bosnia. So, uh, we are not moving without uh, very deep consultations with our, first of all, neighbors, then allies and friends. That's our major contribution for the stability of the last few years. Thank you. Would anyone of yeah. the what this? You see,
4: that was easier. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, if I may, I think basically we started going in the in the um, uh, right direction, I think, recently with this uh, uh, declaration in which we said that we'll start talking, and I think that things will, uh, will stabilize in the region once we uh, start yeah, you know, we'll start, with probably the two sides will start with the smaller issues which will uh, which will uh, uh, enable things to function better like how to enable uh, people to cross uh, the, the, the administrative line e- more easily, how to uh, trade uh, with each other, how to get the goods from one side or the other, how to enable companies to work on, on both sides, both in telecom and in other in other areas and when these things start uh, functioning then I think other issues will uh, you know you will have to uh, bring them slowly to a higher and higher level in order to give some umbrella uh, uh, for that because you know, if, uh, you know you will have to start recognizing certain things in, in, in two areas like you cannot trade if you don't have custom systems here and there so there will be have will have to be custom stamps here and there. And I think that, you know, Serbia is making um, now small steps. For instance, the day before yesterday, Serbian police arrested 21 people in Serbia for allowing uh, Albanians from Kosovo to register uh, their uh, permanent address uh, in that town in in southern Serbia. So, um, you know, you can see that citizens of, of, of Kosovo are already treated in Serbia as uh, foreigners to, to whom you shouldn't give permanent residence because it was the deal with the European Union for the white Schengen uh, Biometric passports which gave <coughs> give you a visa-free regime can only be issued to c- citizens living in central Serbia and no one should allow Albanians from Kosovo or any other uh, citizens from Kosovo to. Uh, to claim to be living in Central Serbia and obtain biometric passports, so I think things are, will will slowly start to end. Uh, that's basically the best way. And also, the people will est- establish. If you allow free trade uh, uh, or easier trade, uh, people will will uh, establish uh, contact. There will be more prosperity in Kosovo and as well, and uh, you know, people of Kosovo. Uh, who are now blaming Serbia for much of their economic and other uh, woes? Uh, in a, if Serbia uh, is not in the way anymore, uh, we'll look for someone to blame elsewhere, and then uh, you'll have pressure on bo- both sides to, to improve uh, relations and stability. Okay,
0: thank you. Yeah.
7: Uh, I'm Misha Gavrilović, native of Belgrade, but a citizen of the United Kingdom for the last few years. Just a brief answer to Mr. Paic. The reason of Serbia's image is because 19 NATO countries have been at war with it. And because there isn't a single institution, either in the United Kingdom or anywhere within the NATO countries, that can now be regarded as neutral. projects. Sorry, I left you. Very often all you need to do is to go through the newspapers such as the Times, the Independent, the New York Times, the BBC Transcripts. Wherever the word Sir appears, substitute the word Jew. And you know something, the next day that newspaper will be closed down. That is the degree of demonization that I've certainly experienced Now, a question. Yes, please um, move on to the question. Uh, really, on the transformation of Serbia over the last uh, 10 years, and I hear such things as no longer perceived as being externally imposed solutions, but I see this external very much. 10 years ago, Serbia had uh, sovereign control over its armed forces. He demonstrated that during the NATO bombing there wasn't a single uh, Yugoslav soldier to be found outside the borders of their own state. By the way, all the 19 uh, NATO countries had their soldiers outside their country. But uh, they were sovereign. Now, uh, we had Mr. Shultanulovs, who I think is Mr. Zoran uh, here. Yes, he was yeah. coming back from the United States and declaring that Serbia's position is in Afghanistan. Sorry, that doesn't indicate to me a sovereign country. That indicates to me a transformation from a once sovereign country to that of a country with a status of a vassal. Of course, there are also vassal European countries, unfortunately this one, one and you can ask how many people at least 90% of the people are against the war in Iraq against the war in Afghanistan and the majority was against the bombing of your own country you should know that even if that is not reflected uh, in the newspapers but I i am afraid that the external pressure is on you I cannot imagine that Mr. Shutanov has come out on that on of his own uh, we obviously there is some pressure for Serbia to be also present in Afghanistan. You may have a comment on this. Yeah, oh, I have a
1: comment. No, it's Serbia. okay. No problem. But I I didn't understand at the beginning your sentence that at that time 2000 Serbia had sovereignty under the army. Even now we have the sovereignty under the army. Of no, course is present
7: to
1: Afghanistan. Uh, I, 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 the, I didn't see the, the statement to Mr. Stamos because I didn't see him. I am in London. I was in Paris, in Brussels. So I, I really I see him because of that statement. Something, something maybe is be strange because the decision that the, the, the military will be sent somewhere will mm. be decision of the parliament, no decision of the minister, no decision of the prime minister. We can send abroad just the gendarmerie or the let's say police force or civil uh, let's say protection force. It can be decision of the government, but according to regulation, the parliament will take decision concerning to a, a, any peacekeeping mission. For example, we had a medical team in Congo, or the medical team in Chad. It is a decision of the parliament. So, I, I don't know uh, really, it, and I didn't read uh, what you mentioned, that, that Mr. Chitano had said, said that. you know. uh, Concerned to that period... And, uh, it was happened, you know, in '99. Uh, it was a, it was a campaign. It was a bombing. It was aggra- aggression. It depends on the perception at the time. And I was very proud of my army because I was part of that. And I don't, don't don't have any problem to say that, you know. But it is the past. I'm looking to the future. I'm looking to my kids. I'm looking to all my neighbors, my relatives, and I'm looking to provide a better life for the citizens of Serbia. And it will be at the end decision of the government, at the end decision of the parliament for all those things which we discussed today. And uh, uh, of course, that uh, that that uh, the now is a different situation than before because it is a different regulation. If uh, uh, we don't have a time to analyse what was the role and where is the position of the security, or let's say, military intelligence services within the army, where is the position now? I think that the better position is now for them then you uh, compare a period, let's say, 10 or 25 years ago, because I'm in the Ministry of Defense 26 years. So I'm appointed by the politics, but I am a guy from inside. So I can compare the, 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 the period of the 20, 25 years, what was before and now. Uh, and concerned to that, I think that now is a better position for, for uh, let's say, the better position for the army to develop more professional and even more efficient army. And uh, many states... Uh, uh, let's say which were in the country and worked with our army said that it's really, it can be self-sustainable army and believe to me that we will do that to have a very strong army and to be a part according to the constitution according to defense, so free role defense the country, contribution to the peacekeeping operation, international peace and uh, support the civilian authorities in case of disaster on different disasters, so we have free roles according to law and we have to obey them, thank you
8: I'm from Serbia and we have been confided for the past 10 years in the same news every single day. It's always we have to operate, we have to uh, send to The Hague so many, uh, one more person, one more person. And that is the reason we have not been uh, you know, accepted in the United, so, the European Union. Mm-hmm but uh, what is the reason for Macedonia that hasn't been accepted to, uh, to Europe no, to yet? Uh, in my opinion, they are waiting, all going in a package, like a, uh, several countries grow together, so every, all politicians each time they're telling different things uh, to their own people. This is, uh, I don't know, do you agree? I mean, what, is, what do you think about it?
1: For Macedonia? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
8: then, 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 then our politicians are telling us one thing that we have to do to mm-hmm. end the European mm-hmm. yeah. Then what are the Macedonian politicians telling Because they haven't got anybody like a mortgage to send to the aid, so that is not even quite evident. Uh, they've been accepted. You should ask Greeks. while they still okay, so I think I think
0: if I could rephrase your uh, question actually it touches on to a very important point in the debate. Is actually EU committed to enlarging further into the Balkans after the Romanian and Bulgarian enlargement and whether that The the fact that that reward is shaken, uh, given the referenda that we have in France and the Netherlands, uh, given the uh, uh, economic crisis. So the question is: Does that maybe maybe you could maybe comment on uh, on the question whether transformative power of Europe works, (laughs) given that the prospects, you know, the kind of you know the fruit is so far to pick. What, What do you think? The fruit? Well, the membership. Membership. The, the, or, 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 you, or, or you say, maybe you would agree yeah, that uh, candidacy is, yeah. is that? No, there are, uh,
3: it's, it's, it's okay. It's um, just few words uh, about Macedonia. It's, it's not Serbia's problem, and we are not the guilty ones um, about it. And uh, that's that question should it's be addressed yes. to the Macedonian politicians and uh, politicians who are coming from their neighboring countries, not southern, not uh, northern one. Uh, Serbia will join EU when Serbia is ready prepared for that and when uh, EU is ready to accept Serbia and the region as a full member. Not before. And we have to c- continue with our reforms not because of EU, but because of us and future generations to offer them uh, better prosperity and better living standards and uh, better living standards not economical in other ways of course. So uh, and the membership will come by its own but when and only when we are uh, when we will be ready for that and of course the you because this is a game and this is tango for two. This is not a game for one player. Mm-hmm.
2: If I may i okay. I will moderate. Yes. <laughs> I uh, enjoyed this question again from an academic perspective. Um, I think the current uh, framework uh, has been set up for Central and Eastern European countries. And the situation in Western Balkans is quite different. Uh, and I'll make just few comparisons. Um, the most central and eastern European countries were running away from uh, the other, from externally imposed uh, bad system. Many of them would even say that they were running away from Russia or Soviet Union. We don't have this fear in Western Balkans that someone from outside will come and take away our sovereignty. I'm sorry, I, I don't think we have that fear anymore. What we are running away from is a similar situation to uh, post Second World War Europe, and this is from ourselves in a recent past. And this is not uh, an easy uh, race to go away and change uh, from how you were only 10 years ago. Uh, The other thing is that, especially in parts of former Yugoslavia, you have this arrogance that we were always parts of Europe, so why do we need to return to Europe? Who has a right to, you know, uh, throw us out of Europe? Um, If I was to rephrase, you know, the way my grandma would, you know, discuss the discourse on what is European and what's uh, Serbian and so on. But practically speaking, uh, all public opinion polls uh, show that the attractiveness of Europe as um, an image of a peaceful and economically prosperous community is still very attractive as why has quoted to our citizens and uh, what I've heard also from our uh, civil servants is that they actually like the new uh, uh, um, elements of the enlargement strategy that make the conditions more precise. And here I don't mean uh, political conditions, but I mean technical conditions as it was with, uh, for example, visa liberalization and roadmaps for visa liberalization because the conditions were much more strict than for Central Europe but much more clear. And in that regard, I think the opening (coughs) benchmarks and closing benchmarks could also have this, you know, clarifying role on what is to achieve and to get and what is... uh, uh, to
0: do.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, but basically what I wanted to say is, uh, uh, and what uh, we uh, in, in my uh, media house uh, think is that this whole debate about you know, uh, whether, uh, what's the mood at the moment in the European u- Union towards the enlargement, only has sense in one aspect, uh, but, uh, which I will tell uh, you in a minute. But other than that, you know, asking ourselves, uh, what's the mood in the European Union towards enlargement right now, in in my opinion, is like if I was uh, inquiring, uh, what's the weather like today in Sicily, because next spring I'm going to go to a vacation there. (laughs) Uh, I'll ask them. uh, uh, European Union has encountered certain problems. Economical, monetary... Uh, and uh, organizational with implementation of Lisbon and possible changes in the Lisbon, and of course at this moment they have better things to do in their lives than think about the the, the bunch of uh, uh, underdeveloped countries in the Balkans with troubled past. But you know, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah personally pretty sure that they will uh, overcome the difficulties and come back to this issue. Uh, and at that time, our job is when they come back to the issue, they find us prettier than they left us when they stopped thinking about us. So, uh, uh, the only uh, thing that the EU, I think, should think about is if you slam the door, uh, uh, you will lose also leverage, the uh, EU will lose leverage in, 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 in Serbia. It will no longer matter. It may no longer matter what the EU thinks, and uh, I think we saw we saw the example of that recently. You know, uh, when the Serbian Parliament, after hundreds of laws uh, required by the EU, uh, were passed through the Parliament and everything was going sort of at a certain pace, uh, moderate pace. Um, then you had this statement by uh, German Chancellor Merkel that you know. Uh, uh, after Croatia, we should stop it, and, and so on, and so on. And there was this uh, bitter mood in, in Belgrade. And soon enough, uh, there were four laws passed in the parliament that were both unconstitutional and un- anti-European. And I, uh, you know, if you talk to some politicians, they would tell you, uh, you I, we would tell them, you know, this is anti-European. This is, uh, you, you, you know, these laws can't be passed. Well, they don't want us anyway, whether we pass them or not. I think that's the situation <coughs> that we have to avoid if the EU <coughs> wants stable uh, stable Serbia and as I explained earlier, I, I believe that there is a vested interest of Europe to have stable Serbia. That's a question, there. Mm. That's
0: another question That's not. Yeah. And then after after
5: that. I'm just a boy uh,
8: to London school of economics. And I would like to go back uh, to the main topic of the last discussion, the role of Serbia in regional stability. And I think very few people will dispute that the tremendous change was created by the way Croatia distanced itself from Bosnia I think well, um, we are still um, there's still a lot to discuss about these delicate issues of Serbia's bilateral relations within the region, and Bosnia of course comes at a very forefront. So mm-hmm. my question is really why has successive Serbian leadership found it so difficult to distance itself from Bosnian Serbs? Because I think we can sense a lot of ambiguity in, in Serbia's politics.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, you, 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 your question is okay. Um. <laughs> it's not a simple idea, like the previous one. Uh, It's very difficult after, after, even after 15 years, after the, the end of the war with in Bosnia-Herzegovina in, in Croatia. Uh, Republika Srpska was continuously uh, under the pressure of international community for different reasons uh, without any, for my part, any will to, to, to go into it. But um, Serbia last period showed clear support for one option in Bosnia from uh, Republika Srpska, to be precise, which we think that it's the most uh, moderate and who proved it in the past. Um, And we are very confident that uh, with the new, the the federation uh, uh, elected a new representative on the Presidency of Bosnia-Herzegovina coming from uh, SDR, Mr. Izabegovic. And we are very confident that after that we heard the the recent uh, declarations made by by Mr. Izabegovic regarding the relations in the region, that uh, Mr. Izabegovic, together with Mr. Dodik, and together with the third uh, member, uh, with the representative of the third uh, nation, will uh, finally reach the goals that they established, uh, fi- that international community, that uh, says established a few years ago, and that they could make a step forward to, to, to for the better of uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. So uh, I, I know very well that the international community wasn't always so happy with the, the Serbia's. Uh, uh, policy regarding the Republic of Serbia in bosnia and Herzegovina, but at the end of the day when we summarize the, the the final results, I think that we all can be very satisfied uh, and on this level uh, with the results of the election in bosnia and Herzegovina so uh, maybe it's a little bit complicated to 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 explain w- the policy of Serbia but uh, we support as, as I mentioned before, I will repeat it: one Bosnia and Herzegovina as one state, but with L- Republika Srpska inside. But how they will manage their internal problems is up to them. We will not interfere. But Belgrade and Zagreb shown a clear joint effort to support the moderate politicians, leaders of t- Serbs and Croats in in in, uh, in Bosnia and Herzegovina trying also to see a positive answer from the third one. More or less it's like that. Thank you. Okay, we
0: have a question. Well
3: you will be next so there is a like question like that you may there
0: Can you please speak up a little bit? If you could please speak up.
3: Okay, okay. okay. Uh, uh, I, uh, we have volunteers. No, like no, no, <laughs> no, it's not just volunteers. It it's, it's my turn to say something
1: because you know, because I am, I am sitting I'm sitting sure here. I'm so for sure that, that uh, it's completely clear that according to the Constitution Act, according to the regulation which you have in Serbia, that Serbia will, ne- will never recognize Kosovo as an independent state. We repeated that many times. But uh, uh, five EU countries didn't recognize and will not recognize Kosovo as independent states because of their internal reasons. But it is not a reason uh, not to sit together at the same table and try, to, solve, uh, uh, try to, to find a solution for everyday life questions for the citizens. We have a problem with the energy. We have a problem with uh, telecommunication. We have a problem with the missed persons we have we have the problem with the uh, organized crime we have the problem with the corruption you know, criminals work on both sides without them. in priština and belgrade too they cooperate very well you know i'm 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 from Zemun. Zemun is one very special part of belgrade where the organized crime is a very a very high level mm-hmm. so i know my of some of my let's say neighbors cooperate very well with the guys uh, uh, from priština and they deal with drugs and everything we should to exchange the data we should to work together so the 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 talks which Belgrade really want to see and sit on the same table and start with very simple questions, everyday questions. And step by step we will reach the serious questions. But we are very aware and Belgrade is ready to start with that. And and of course it's much, much better to put the questions on the the paper, sit together and uh, let's say find the, 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 the questions which can be solved. Not uh, not allow to the others, to European Union, the others to, to press us and say you will do that mm. and you will do that. It's, it will be counterproductive, as, as Sonia mentioned just, just before. Yes, we have a fresh night. Uh-huh. Thank you. Uh, my name is Mirko Dutovic. I am a constant Research Scholar
9: at the uh, Royal United Services Institute at the moment. And uh, two questions. The first one is uh, relates directly to what you have just said. And a, that's the threat of the non-state actors to the Greek countries in the region. Yeah. And, um, I've, and also, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Starnowicz and Mr. Bekic also spoke on the same uh, subject. So we agree that non-state actors actually are actually a threat to, the system, to all the systems in the region. And I would like to ask, first of all, to what level did these uh, non-state actors actually infiltrate? The state structures because there's a very great uh, potential, I agree, for them actually being able to revert the process and cause failed states or at least semi-failed states, thus creating further this soft belly of Europe through which uh, international crime, as uh, Europol has already stated, uh, the entire Western Balkans region as the criminal hub of the region, one of the greatest uh, trafficking for heroin or cocaine, etc. And second, although you just said that that it's up to us to build these institutions, it's also in Europe's interest. So has there been any cooperation with Europe or NATO or SCE, some concrete programs that could strengthen? Because I'm not sure if the institutions of the region are powerful enough to combat these these non-state actors on their own. Um, And also a separate question for Mr. Bujic. For two years, Bosnia and Serbia didn't have um, uh, ambassadors, didn't have uh, proper diplomatic relations. And it took a visit by a Turkish official to actually reconciliate the present Tadic uh, with uh, the Bosnian president the presidents of Bosnia. So uh, it's kind of a symbol of Turkey returning the Balkans. Unrelated to this, but yet I would like to know if you could comment on what the role the Serbia
1: and the region help for the Turkey. And and then we follow, of course.
2: My job is actually to research and oversee uh, Ministry of Interior's work, so don't mix me for the spokesperson of uh, Ministry of Interior, but since your question was related to crime and non-state actors, uh, I guess I have more data here to uh, answer, and Mr. Wood can answer the question on Turkey. Um, I think we have different types of non-state actors. One are criminals, and the others are uh, common to the Western Europe too, and these are uh, radical groups, or uh, not just radical groups, but uh, <coughs> youth that is radicalized also. Uh, and these groups have to be dealt with in different ways. Organized crime, I think the states are coping with it. Uh, and there is a cooperation with EU uh, I can't say for other states but our state has signed the strategic agreement with Europol it's negotiating operational agreement with Europol it's networked within the EU framework um, and more or less this is a demand that is uh, highly positioned by citizens and it's one of the topical issues uh, in our relations with EU. So I would say that there is a close cooperation there. There has been also a very intensified uh, regional cooperation as I mentioned earlier. But regarding the uh, radicalized or defranchised parts of society, this is not something you deal with policing or you know suppression of crime mechanisms it's more to do with um, you know social dialogue but also uh, education welfare and so on and our country is actually the only one as far as i know that within the youth strategy has adopted a special chapter on uh, security and youth uh, security of youth uh, I wouldn't say that the great achievements were uh, accomplished but at least there is acknowledgement that the youth are a s- special group um, that could be also victimized but could also be a perpetrator uh, too and uh, I think that they are probably the latest test for uh, the divisions within the society I don't have answer how to deal with it uh, but they
1: need to be worked with. Yeah, just just want to add one one thing. Sorry, <laughs> I start to speak in Serbian. Uh, uh, normally, I'm responsible for hard security. I'm not responsible for the soft area of the security. But we um, really start with a uh, with a very serious cooperation. We sign a uh, uh, consequence. So we signed the agreement. Uh, uh, with the montenegro and with croatia in a very short period we we delivered to each other all criminals for, from from those countries you know and try really to to solve the problem because the c- criminals the organized crime the corruption really occupied all countries not only serbia you know, and we were concentrated on that of course it depends on the institution capacity of the of the, of the each states and i think that we are on good track of developing our ministry of Interior. Uh, of course, cooperate closely with the OSCE, with the European Union, and of course, that, that we start to solve many problems. In the beginning, the war crimes, criminals, you know, war crime w- w- was occupied 100%. And uh, as I know in Serbia, we captured all of them, which you have information, excluding Madic, sorry, you know. And uh, we, we really, uh, yeah, and uh, we, are th- we now, have our jails are full of the, of the criminals. We, we prosecute all of them. So now I, I, I think that we don't have problem with that area. We now have problem with the common criminal groups which cooperate very well in the region. You know, They are very well, very well uh, interconnected. And uh, I think that the effort of all ministers of the area will help a lot to solve that issue.
2: And if I may add just one sentence, I don't think any of the police forces in the region has a problem with tools and toolkits and knowledge. They have been trained to do investigations and so on. What they have problems with is accountability and <coughs> management of resources. And this is where you can get actually infiltrated non-state actors or you know, not paying enough attention to the right issues. You, they need specialized training in some areas that are new to them like cyber crime or so on, financial crime. But the ha- hardcore usual crime is not something they're uh, incompetent for They're very good. but co- Accountability uh, is something that could enhance actually their work and not decrease efficiency.
0: Sorry. Yeah.
3: For some reasons uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina decided in 2007 to withdraw a little bit earlier the end of his mandate a, a previous previous uh, Bosnian herzegovina ambassadors from Serbia who was coming from the Uh, croat part. They propose in two different occasions two uh, names uh, for ambassadors and the end Serbia decide to accept one of those. I don't see any link, uh, uh, it was accidentally that it was decided just after the meeting, one of those trilateral meetings that uh, Bosnia's, uh, Serbia's and Turkish representatives held during the last period. So, um, it was accidental. It, it wasn't uh, influenced by uh, Turkey or something like that. Uh, otherwise, Turkey is a, a Balkan state, a democratic state, very prosperous, member of NATO, a candidate for EU, uh, modern, and it's very important economic partner. But I mentioned first that uh, Turkey is a Balkan state, so uh, Turkey is on the Balkan since. Uh, Um, 14th century. Uh, We are uh, working with them uh, jointly uh, trying to solve some uh, open issues that we have uh, in our region. They are very reliable reliable partner. Uh, We think that uh, if Turkey is in position to be one of the major economic partners of EU, why shouldn't be also ours? Economic partner on the high level. We would like also to have tomorrow uh, Turkish Airlines sponsored our football players as uh, they are doing with uh, Barcelona or Manchester United, if I'm not wrong. So it would be very nice. So um, there is no reason why not to have Turkey involved in all processes in the Balkans when Turkey is a Balkan country. uh, Pardon? So, so I don't see any problem. Yeah. So okay. I don't see any problem yet. So uh it's 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 very positive the influence of Turkey right now within the Balkans. Very cooperative, very comprehensive, uh, and I'm sure that in the future uh, the Balkan states together with Turkey will uh, solve a lot of uh, open issues. And uh, we could join, uh, no, we could not join the to EU together, but we could work jointly on on certain uh, things that uh, could be very interesting even for EU. Okay, so
0: times running up slowly. But I'd like actually a panel just to consider as a as a very brief final thought. Um, you know usually the Balkan panels of those who've discussed Balkans over the years would uh, you know conclude with a question about the gloom and doom scenario and what should be afraid about but I I just thought maybe it would be nice to not do that and ask the panel actually what would be from the perspective their professional perspectives one thing that would really help them do their job and the deliver of their vision that they presented here? Yeah, one thing. Well, you can, <laughs> you know,
1: it's it. we can rank them. If yeah, you okay, it. if you, if you, if you uh, say that they that, 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 that have 45 minutes, you know it's a be better option, but one thing, one sentence. Yes. I think that uh, 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 the security cooperation, not because it's my responsibility, the security cooperation is the most important to stabilize region, because there is no foreign investment if you don't have secure area, there is no uh, political discussion in the let's say sphere. It's a prerequisite for all other things. Of course, the economy <coughs> should to, to be the, the train should should to, to launch all other things. But uh, uh, I think that the, 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 the security stabilization in the region is a first step to go. Ahead. Okay. Well.
4: What would help me uh, do yes. my, my work better? You and to realize that
0: vision, you know, for.
4: I mean, apart from money. <laughs> Next <Money. laughs> uh, no, Well, if, uh, for one thing, I- uh, in Serbia, if we stop on political and every other level, but mainly political level, uh, mm-hmm. having um, uh, conversations, you know, having uh, non existing fault. Uh, false doubts and 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 uh, discussions about things that are obvious like for instance should uh, serbia join the uh, the eu Uh, where does it belong does it belong to europe or someplace else Uh, and uh, uh, in my personal opinion should Serbia join uh, join NATO? I personally believe that, you know, am I happy about the fact that NATO chopped off, chopped off a part of my country and bombed me, and my uh, my sister-in-law was sitting with her babies in the basement while bombs were falling around? Of course not. Do I think there, there was elements of crime there? Yes. But what am I going to do now? Shoot myself in the foot to show them that, uh, that uh, I'm angry? Uh, Serbia needs economic prosperity to be more influential in the world. The uh, entire Europe is facing relative decline uh, in, in, the, in the world. Uh, n- n- uh, even bigger countries than Serbia mean less and less in international relations uh, alone. Uh, only united, uh, they stand the chance of actually being listened to. And, uh, and, and. So Serbia uh, has to join its absolute priority. Uh, in order to have economic prosperity, we need security. Are there any other security frameworks around than the NATO? No, there are not. Maybe there will be. We'll see at the moment. So, you know, all these discussions and uh, debates that we have, should we do something or should we not? Whereas, uh, at the same time, it is very obvious. If that stop we would be able go into more details on how to achieve uh, uh, our strategic goals that we say are strategic but are discussing them over and over again. That's uh, that, that's one thing. From the, from the other side, uh, uh, you know, what would help us uh, uh, all a great deal is if, uh, uh, in Europe, uh, people would try to have less uh, 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 less pre- prejudice because it is true that, you know, uh, one uh, chauvinistic graffiti uh, written on some wall somewhere in Serbia will spark an outrage everywhere uh, in uh, in Europe uh, where and Europe has tons of them everywhere uh, uh, you know uh, everyone was so uh, disturbed by the fact that I don't know uh, there were uh, 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 there were uh, some things happening in Serbia uh, recently, yes, they were happening, uh, some, people were, uh, some people were rioting, there were f- football hooligans uh, smashing things around, uh, had nothing to do with the pride parade much. Uh, but uh, you have to have in mind the picture that another million or so of their, uh, of, of their fellow young people were working or, or, or studying at the same time. So you know, this perception is of course a big, uh, a big burden, and if uh, if everyone else would also do something to be more objective uh, when when uh, uh, assessing Serbia, would also also be uh,
0: be helpful. Okay, so now we swing to the government side again.
3: Um, only one thing. Yes, time. one
0: thing. Time. Time.
3: S- time. time. I need more time. <laughs> no. Uh, no, 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 no. You no, were yeah. Serbia. I wasn't yeah. sure what you were saying. Both. Both. Uh, okay. Um, we know that the uh, EU is not a paradise place and that we have to, to, to make a lot of effort to reach all those standards, <laughs> but the most important thing which will help me to, to finish my work is to, to start the negotiation process.
7: Mm.
3: And that's going to mean definitely that we are the go- good way, uh, good path. Pardon? <laughs> I cannot speak louder, I'm very tired, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that the only thing that it will show definitely... No, no, the other one. The Which? This one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's the only, the only thing that, uh, that will show definitely that we are on a good path and that we can see the, the light on, there on the end of the tunnel. Okay. And, uh, um,
2: you asked a personal question so i'll give a personal answer i actually do not need professional yes professional yeah, professional. yeah but um, i chose to lead the think tank not to work in government or business and uh, there are many things that could be better easier that you know security is not concerned the high politics issue with that we are not called uh, Uh, traitors were working with partners from Kosovo or Albania but I chose this and if it is easier or more uh, difficult it's the choice why working in civil society and not in government.
1: When I grow up I will work in civil society.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay, so uh, as a chair here, uh, first uh, again, I would like to thank uh, uh, our uh, collaborators in this project. As I said, Czech uh, Embassy here in London and Jagielloc 2000. I would like to thank uh, the audience uh, for asking questions. And of course, above all, I'd like to uh, thank our panel very much for taking uh, all these questions and hopefully for uh, giving you some perspective uh, from within that we don't actually get very often uh, to have whole panels from countries to get get us a sense actually what's going on and a little bit of also a variety of different perspectives. So thank you very much again.
6: Thank Thank you.